This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I hope you will plan to join me this year at Converge 19. Converge is the great conference put on by Conversant, the sponsor of this podcast, and it's in its fourth year bringing together some of the world's leading companies for two days of dynamic speakers, thought-provoking breakout sessions, and opportunities to connect with like-minded professionals. You will leave the conference with new resources and best practices, allowing you to continue the hard work of driving ethics to the center of your business. In this podcast, we visit with some of the upcoming speakers for Converge 19. In this episode, I visit with Scott McCleskey on his co-presentation with Elizabeth Simon on mapping the ethical risk in your organization. I know you'll enjoy it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of Converge 19 Speakers. Today, I have with me Scott McCleskey. Scott works at a company that has one of the most unique names I've seen recently, Ukela North America, and we're here to visit with him today about his presentation, uh, which he will jointly make with Elizabeth Simon, entitled Mapping Ethical Risk in Your Organization. So, Scott, first of all, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Scott, I was wondering if you could uh, give us a little bit about your professional background and uh, your journey to Ukela. Sure. So um, I've been in financial industry compliance for close to 30 years now. Um, I spent some time uh, after college. I was in the Army, and then I was an FBI agent doing investigations and uh, decided to move into the financial industry. And um, as I progressed through that, I I found that there was kind of a a natural place for me, um, first doing market surveillance and things like that, but getting more and more deeply into regulation and compliance. So um, I've, I worked for uh, the NASD for a while, which was the regulator for the NASDAQ market, went overseas, uh, worked in Europe for about uh, just about eight years, uh, again, doing mostly financial industry work. Uh, after that, I came back. I was the chief compliance officer for Moody's just around the time of the financial crisis. Um, and after that, um, I started getting into working if you will, a, a bit on the, the perimeter of compliance, working for um, solutions providers. So Thomson Reuters, I was there. I did a, a little bit of time uh, with Thomson Reuters first as a journalist, but then looking at compliance solutions. Um, and uh, right now, I, I, yes, I'm with uh, Euclea uh, Training, which uh, is not specifically focused to financial industry, but it gives me the chance to use the uh, experience that I've built up over these 30 years to really think through how do you uh, identify what the problems are uh, with a, uh, within a, a given organization and how do you train for them? Uh, how do you do that training needs analysis so you know what to train and, and how best to train? Uh, and a large part of what we do is centering around ethics and culture. So, um, you know, that, that's really, uh, I, I'm one of the fortunate people who's able to do what they do uh, because it's something that they uh, have a passion for. Well, I certainly have that passion as well, and I'm very intrigued by the title of your presentation, which is, once again, Mapping Ethical Risk in Your Organization. I was wondering if you might be able to give us just a tease of, uh, of your presentation that you and Elizabeth are going to make jointly. Sure. So we're going to start off with uh, Elizabeth, and she's going to talk about how uh, she does things at Cox Communications 
Um, and, and I've seen the presentation and, and you know, having been a chief compliance officer myself, it really resonates with me because she, she's taking a very systematic approach to some things that really, um, you know, can, can get behind you if you're not really on top of them. Uh, because w when you're a compliance officer or an ethics officer, you've got to really understand the environment, understand your data, so that uh, you're actually leveraging that data and making good use of it. Um, and going about that in a s systematic way is very important. Um, and after she discusses how they do things there, I'm going to talk a little bit about a framework and an approach that I've developed that addresses specifically how do you um, assess culture and, and how do you approach it on a, on a risk basis. Um, and this is something that, that I'd been thinking about going back uh, many years, uh, kind of initially when I was a chief compliance officer. We talk about the importance of culture. And we, um, we get as far as saying, okay, we, we want to have a culture and here's our culture statement. And if you're to ask most C-suite people, what's the culture of your organization, they'll point to that culture statement, that, that statement of ethics or their code of conduct. And that's not what their culture is. That's what they aspire their culture to be. Um, the reality is that the culture may or may not be there. And in fact, you probably have many cultures within your organization and, and subcultures. And the temptation is, well, let's go ahead and measure the culture. And then people just kind of throw their arms up and say, well, you can't measure culture. Um, and there it stops for most people. But m my view is you can still assess culture. And the difference to me is you're not trying to measure it out to the ninth decimal point, and you're not really trying to come up with an absolute measurement. You can still take a look, uh, develop some metrics, and using them consistently, you can see how they change. And that way, you can see relative uh, hot spots or areas that are not so bad. You can uh, see how those metrics change over time. So I'm really going to talk about two things. One is how do you develop these, these metrics, which it's fine if they're arbitrary as long as they're used consistently. Um, how do you integrate that into things like your training needs analysis, your, your risk assessments, and, and the like? And then I'm going to do a little bit of a pivot and say, okay, how do we actually approach ethics from a risk point of view? Um, we take a risk-based approach to everything else. We ought to do the same with respect to ethics. And I think it's common sense when people step back. Some people, some positions and roles within an organization are going to have inherently more ethical risk than others. So your salesperson who's got a high sales goal, maybe selling into uh, a country where there's a lot of corruption, that's somebody you're going to need to watch a little bit more closely than somebody who's back at headquarters uh, filing, you know, um, doing computer software or whatever. And so taking that as an approach, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about how you do this. How do you look at the, the people in your organization and what are the, the various elements you're going to look for in a role, in, a, uh, in somebody's performance objectives that will uh, make them higher or lower on a risk scale? And again, it's not trying to be super precise. It's more about using some consistent uh, measurements so you can start to build out a heat map and say, based on this person's role and these other what I call expanders, uh, factors that make it higher or lower risk, you can give them uh, a score that is, um, again, arbitrary but used consistently. And you can say, this person is red, this person's yellow, this person's green. 
And that way, uh, as a compliance or ethics manager, you can look, step back, look and say, this is where I need to deploy my resources and this is where this group can have their audit once every three years instead of once, once a year. Scott, I was wondering if I could change the focus a little bit and ask what do you hope to achieve at Converge 19? I've been involved with Converge for a few years now, and um, two things that I've learned talking to Conversant and going to these conferences is that um, there's no better place, no better group of people to talk to if you want to find out where the technology and the solutions are going. Um, it, it's it's a place where you're going to find out you know, what can be done and not just hear a lot of blather about, um, you know, everything's got to be reg tech and, and AI, to, to see some really practical solutions that are being implemented. Uh, so that's one thing is, is w- you know, what's available out there. Uh, but the second thing that's just as important is the quality of the attendees. You go there, and, and every year it, it's, it's, it's better and better, to be honest. Um, you can talk to people in the margins or you can listen to people uh, in the panels, and you hear what are the big problems now, what are the emerging problems, what are people worrying about. Uh, that helps me decide what we need to do at Euclea, uh, but it also, I think, makes me uh, a better thinker when it comes to thinking about compliance and ethics, and I think that applies to anybody who goes to this. Scott, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time. This has been a great uh, preview of your talk and what you hope to get out of Converge 19. Uh, for one, I'm greatly looking forward to, uh, to not only meeting you, but uh, hearing your presentation, so thank you so much. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you plan to join me for Converge 19. It's going to be a great conference, probably one of the top conferences of this year, both in terms of educational sessions, breakout sessions, and individual moderated conversations. I know you will enjoy it. I have a few discount codes available for complimentary passes to Converge 19. So if you're interested, please email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. You can find out more information about the conference on the show notes that accompany this podcast.